Hi, my name is Tony Allen, and for the longest time, I've been searching for a platform to get my message out for my online ministry, Signet4713.com. Then I came across Anchor, and this was the perfect fit and platform for my online ministry. It's user-friendly, and Anchor provides every avenue for free to allow your voice to be heard. Without Anchor, my voice and dreams would still be solid. My platform with Anchor allows me to spread the gospel to the world. I highly recommend anyone seeking a medium to be heard not to think twice. Just join this magnificent team at Anchor and watch your dreams come true. God bless. Hi, brothers and sisters. This is Tony Allen with Signet4713.com. Today's segment, um, I'm going to speak on spiritual being. Um, We must be transformed from human beings to spiritual beings. Human beings belong to the world and cannot receive the Holy Spirit until we first confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the living Son of the Most High God. He died and is risen. We must ask Jesus individually to take residency in our hearts, to be Lord of our lives. As it is written in the book of John, chapter 7, verse 37 and 38, New King James Version, it reads, On the last day, that great day of feast, Jesus cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Okay, so now understand The Holy Spirit was not available to the disciples yet because Jesus was still here on earth. He hadn't ascended up to heaven yet. But for those of us now who believe in Jesus has received the Holy Spirit and should be bearing fruit and operating in that power. As it reads in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8 New King James Version reads, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. Now, that last statement, and to the end of the earth, this refers or implicates me and you and all the believers in Jesus Christ. So it also reads in book uh, the book of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 18, New King James Version. Jesus promises another helper. Now as it reads, verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now I'm gonna stop right there. I had to meditate on this for 
Why is Jesus asking that question? If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, I thought about that for a minute. And uh, those of us that are parents, we, uh, we ask our children to do certain things. And we don't really think about it in this particular uh, realm, but in all truth, when you ask your children to do something, if they love you, they're going to do it. They're going to they're gonna be obedient. They're going to do what you ask them to do because they want to please you. So, if you look at this verse, when Jesus says this, if you love me, keep my commandments right and then what follows that he says and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him For he dwells with you and will be in you. Jesus also promised, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So let's look at verse 17 one more time. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. Okay, so the world cannot receive only because they chose not to believe. Now, what do I mean by that? It's, it takes faith to believe in Jesus and to receive him as Lord over our lives when we have never seen him in the physical. Uh, we believe the word of God. This takes faith. Now, when you, when you confess with your mouth, your words are power. Your words, whether used for good or evil, has power, but you have to confess, or you must be vocal, you must say it for yourself, each of us as an individual must confess the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Most High God, Lord and Ruler of both heaven and earth, is our Lord and Savior, and we receive Him in our heart choose to follow him this day okay so that verse basically is summary in summary is saying uh, Jesus telling us that if we are walking according to the flesh or worldly we cannot receive or operate the Holy Spirit which means you are operating powerless and fruitless the Holy Spirit is living water. Okay, so brothers and sisters, take that 
but it was just spoken and just kind of meditate on that for a second because it's very important that you get that into your heart so there's other scripture that talks about uh, us walking in the spirit and putting the flesh to death and we cannot please God um, if we're walking worldly or being driven or chartered by the flesh uh, as it is written in Romans 8 verse 12 through 14 New King James Version therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh period verse 13 for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live, period. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Okay, so verse 14 uh, basically categorizes how and well, let's just say how God sees us um, and how he sees our walk. Okay, so if we are led by the Spirit of God, he considers you and me and all those led by the Spirit, sons or daughters of God. So this goes back to the other verse uh, as it is written, where God uh, uh, tells us that, we must worship him in spirit and truth. Without such, it is impossible to please him. God does not, um, he's not going to um, try to work with anyone who is driven by worldly thinking or fleshly deeds. He, he's, he's a spirit, God is spirit. And he only communicates spiritually. He will communicate with your spirit, not with your flesh. The flesh is the enemy to God. So <clears throat> what we must learn to do, and this will take practice, because if you've been living worldly for the majority of your life, um, you have to renew your mind with the word of God. This is the only way you will stay rooted and driven by the Spirit because the enemy is going to bombard you with all kinds of things, whether it be from television to the internet um, to just anything that your physical eyes can see and your ears can hear. He's going to bombard you with all these things to, come, to try to derail your spiritual walk. Um, so the challenge for us is to acknowledge that when we become sons or daughters of God, we must be led by the Spirit of God. Okay? Um, we must put to death all those things that were done in our past you can't keep doing the same things and think that you're going to please God. 
You know, you, you, you can't be spiritual and fleshly in the same walk. You have to put one to, to death. You have to put the flesh to death and awaken the spirit within. Each of us uh, has been given the Holy Spirit by the Lord Jesus Christ when he ascended back into heaven. The choice for us is to choose to walk in the spirit. When you do so, all these blessings, these promises, you become an heir to the kingdom. And uh, everything about the kingdom is driven by faith and the law, the kingdom way, basically, of sowing and reaping. You must start sowing the word of God into your heart. So that you can reap the fruit of that seed. No seed, no fruit. You must plant something. So I'm going to conclude this this, this episode um, by saying, if you uh, have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, please do so today. Uh, as we see in these world events, uh, today is a blessing. No one knows the day or hour when God's going to call our number. So, if you will say this prayer, this prayer out loud with me. Lord Jesus, I know that you are the living Son of the Most High God, and that you died and is risen for the sins of all mankind. Seated at the right hand of the Father, continually interceding on our behalf. I repent of all my sins, past, present, and future accept you into my heart as Lord and Savior of my life. Today, I am a child of the Most High God, and I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Heavenly Father, I pray and ask that you have mercy on us sinners. And I pray for the peace and the prosperity of your firstborn, Israel. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you all. Have a good day. Hi, brothers and sisters. This is Tony Allen with Signet4713.com, Audio Gospel Way. Today's episode is called Good Fruit and Bad Fruit. And the reading is going to come from Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Now let's stop right there. God created man, or male and female first, and he gave them a command, be fruitful, okay? Now, what is he talking about being fruitful? I th this is a spiritual uh, um, symbol, uh, a word he's using. The word fruitful in this context is basically saying, God is telling them, 
do exactly what I have done. Speak things into existence. All right, and fill the earth and subdue it. Now, <clears throat> in chapters preceding these, this this verse, God spoke about um, laying seeds on the earth. Okay, just keep that in mind. He spoke about laying seeds. Every herb seed uh, was laid on the earth. Now, as we read on, he says, "Have dominion over the fish of the sea." over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, See, I have given you. Now remember this, He have given you. He's talking about the male and a female, the ones He just created. Every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed. To you it shall be for food. Okay. Verse 2 <clears throat> goes on and says, Thus the heaven and the earth and all the host of them were finished. Now, a lot of times what people overlook are the key words that God is using. All of the host. Okay. When he talks about host, he's talking about the male and the female in this regard. It's right after all these things he just mentioned about the seeds of the earth of the earth. Host is a divine a divine being or a human host, and it also refers to a demonic spirit or demonic beings. So all these things were placed on the earth then. Alright, so we're gonna read on verse four. The history, and this is in chapter 2, uh, verse 4. The history of the heavens and the earth were created. In that day, the Lord God made earth and the heavens. Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till, to till the ground. Okay, so, <clears throat> right here he's talking about two different things. Okay, so the herbs and the seed that was given previously to um, him mentioning there was no man to, tend the, to till the ground. These were host beings. These were divine beings. And uh, as, it, as it reads in uh, chapter 2, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. So that was one phase. And these were spiritual beings because as you remember, God said, let us make male and female in our image. God is spirit. He is a spirit. He, he does not have, well, put it this way. His image is from Jesus, which when Jesus came to earth, he had to have a flesh body. But while he was in heaven, the flesh was not there. The flesh came down to earth. All right, so just keep that in mind. So these were um, spiritual beings or divine beings and demonic beings that that he were, uh, God is referring to. All right, so 
Right, so, so the for, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. All right, so in chapter 2, we read down, let's go down to verse 8. Uh, and this is reading, these are readings from the New King James Version. All right, this, uh, the topic here is life in God's garden. All right, so verse 8 reads, The Lord God planted a garden eastward of Eden, and there he put the, put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. Okay, now think about this for a second. The tree of life is referring to Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Alright, so just keep that in mind. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was created. Alright, so that refers to the devil, Satan. Okay, so just keep this in mind. The tree of life is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the devil. Okay, let's read on. And uh, Proverbs 18 Verses 20 and 21, New King James Version. God says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied by the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Okay, so basically, uh, if you read verse 20, where it says, from the produce of his lips. Produce means, in this, in this context, the words of his lips shall he be satisfied. Already goes on to read, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Okay? So, the words you speak will either bring life or it will bring death. And it also reads, now, let's, look how he closes this. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Okay? So, if you love death, you're going to speak on those things. If you love life, you're going to speak on those things. The two cannot mix. Okay? Just keep that in mind. Alright, if you go, if we go to read in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 23, uh, Jesus is teaching here, and he says, you will know them by their fruits. All right, in verse 15 it reads, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, the spirit man, they are ravenous wolves. All right, and when he says inwardly, he's talking about their spirit. You will know them by their fruits, okay? As we just discussed, your fruits are your words. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs? From thistles? In other words, <clears throat> you're not going to go to a thorn bush and try to, uh, you're not going to even think about trying to reach and grab no grapes. 
because you, uh, apparently you're going to get stuck. It's, it's, it's going to cause harm. Or right, same with figs. You're not going to go to a fig tree if it has thistles. Uh, a fig tree can't, it won't bear thistles. It's just not in its nature. All right. So verse 17 reads, even so, every good tree bears good fruit. All right, let's stop right there. What is he saying here? Okay, a lot of times people will overlook the key words. All right, and this was given to me by the Holy Spirit. In this context, the, the Father, the Lord God is, is saying, or Jesus is saying, uh, every tree, every good tree bears good fruit. Okay, the word bears means tolerates. Every, even so, every good tree bears good fruit. Uh, bear, in this sense, also means produce. All right, so there's two, two ways you can look at the word bears. All right, and it goes on to say, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Okay, a bad tree tolerates bad words or bad, uh, or, 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 or bad sayings or bad counsel. Uh, Verse 18, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Okay, so in other words, what, it, what Jesus is saying is that a good tree cannot tolerate bad words or, or the counsel of, of ungodly counsel. It cannot bear it. It will not tolerate it. Uh, you can, we may have used this term in our, in our own walk. I can't bear the sight or I can't bear to hear those things any longer. I can't tolerate you tolerate your your patience and your your tolerance level. It just won't work. Eventually it's going to affect you to the point where you got to get up and walk away. All right? So in this context, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Uh, you, you can't tolerate the words that's coming out of those tree of, of the person's mouth. In this, in this, in this case, he's talking about a tree, but it's symbolic of humans. All right, every tree or every human that does not bear good fruit or or speak of good things of good counsel is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore. By their fruits, by their words, you will know them. Now, that's in verse uh, 20. All right. So, again, uh, in that first verse, uh, well, not the first verse, but verse 15, where Jesus says, But inwardly, there are ravenous wolves. He's talking about the spirit, our spirit man. Okay, now, just to... Just to reiterate what I just spoke on, on this on this whole uh, few verses, in this context, the word bear or bears refers to tolerate or tolerates. What counsel or advice we choose to listen to and follow. This is why the Pharisees wanted Jesus dead. They could not tolerate or bear hearing the words that he spoke. The same applies to us when we speak the truth about Jesus and the kingdom way. Those that are not believers in Jesus 
wants to silence those that are believers. They don't want to hear, or they can't bear, or they won't don't they can't tolerate hearing our words or the fruit of our lips about Jesus. All right, so the same thing is going on today. And you'll notice if you find yourself uh, amongst a group of people, uh, especially when you're born again and you're walking in the Spirit, you're not going to tolerate or you won't be able to bear listening to someone, put someone down or speak ungodly stuff because uh, their words are power. They're putting negative things out there and you don't want to entertain that. So your spirit will, will prompt you to say, uh, either say something about it or just to get up out of the, the environment itself. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so verse 21, Jesus says this, I never knew you. Okay, now it reads, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, this is Jesus saying, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness or ungodly counsel or uh, just detrimental words against the believers of Christ, uh, those who choose not to follow and speak against it. You who practice lawlessness, this is what Jesus is talking about. Uh, that also refers to um, leading people by speaking and influencing ungodly counsel, which ultimately, ultimately leads to death. So, let's go back to this, where he says, uh, he puts a lot of the, uh, the uh, preachers and teachers in check here, where he says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And Jesus then will declare to them, saying, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Okay, so this goes back to the fruit of your lips. All right, the words we speak. Back to what Jesus said. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you won't be able to bear the things that's coming out of others' mouths. The two won't mix Either you're going to listen and follow, or you're going to walk away and denounce it. Okay? That's, that's the only way. You, you can't have it both ways. Not, not with Jesus. All right. So, just to reiterate some of the things that we spoke about. In the book of Proverbs 23, verse 15 and 16, listen what God says. My son... If your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Indeed, I myself, yes, my inmost beings will rejoice when your lips speak right things. That's powerful. That, that is powerful. 
listen, if, if you want to please God, if you want to make him proud, and if you want his blessings, listen to what he says. My son, these aren't my words. These are the words of God. My son, if your heart is wise, my heart will rejoice. Indeed, I myself, yes, my inmost beings will rejoice when your lips speak right things. So your words have power. Your word, God spoke everything before they came to be. Your words have power. You're going to either use them for the good or you're going to use them for the evil. You can't be both ways. All right. So also, this is a reminder also from God. <clears throat> and this is a promise. Psalms 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. All right. So someone saying things ungodly. You hear it, you choose not to go that direct that direction because it's going to lead to your detriment, you know, to your own peril. God says, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly." This is Psalms one, the very first verse. That's very powerful. Proverbs nineteen reads, "There are many plans in a man's heart; nevertheless." The Lord's counsel that will stand. All right, so I'm going to conclude this message by saying, uh, in summary, all seed producing fruit, herbs of food, and mankind decom decomposes and leaves a stench, just the same when death enters and life no, no longer exists. Okay. I pray that the, uh, this message reaches those and blesses them uh, by the holy of the, the power of the Holy Spirit. If you haven't made the Lord Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, brothers and sisters, I recommend and well, I highly recommend that you do it today. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. All you have to do is pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner. I've sinned before your eyes and against heaven. But by your grace and abundant mercy, I receive in faith in what you have already accomplished 2,000 years ago at Calvary. You nailed my sins to the cross. Therefore, my, my sins are washed clean. I'm a new creature in Christ and you I choose to follow all the days of my life thank you Jesus for your sacrifice thank you for being the true bread and the living waters thank you for being the way the truth and the life praise the Lord amen and amen if we if this ministry has helped you in your spiritual walk, please uh, donate to this ministry so that we can keep spreading the gospel throughout the world. You can do so by visiting our website at signet4713.com on the first page at the very bottom. 
there's a donation key. Freely give, and it shall be freely given. Praise the Lord, and thanks again. Bye-bye.